We are so thrilled to be partnering with Hinge. Hinge is the dating app designed to be deleted. As you all know, I'm a huge Hinge advocate as I met my partner of almost three years on the app. Even before meeting him, Hinge was always my go-to app because I met more relationship-minded people here and had some great dates. Clearly, I haven't been on the app for a little while, but I re-downloaded it to check out some of the new features. One that stood out to me was the voice prompt, my best friend's take on why you should date me, where your friend can hype you up. Not only does this make the profile creation less daunting, but it's not always easy to see your own green flags. So to test it out, I asked UA some fun prompts to get her take on what I could put if I was dating again. So the first one, how long have we known each other? What was your first impression of me and how has that changed? Julie and I have known each other for almost 10 years. My first impression of Julie was that she's very social, but I've learned that she has a lot more depth to her beyond the social butterfly that she is. My next prompt, what do you think are my green flags? I would say she's deeply loyal. She believes in love, curious mindset, and she is fearlessly ambitious. And then last but not least, what kind of friend am I? Julie is the kind of friend who will always have your back, no matter what. Damn, that feels nice to hear. So download Hinge and try voice prompts today. Then find someone worth deleting the app for. The Dateable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. I'm your host, USU, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host and producer, Julie Kraftchik, as we explore this crazy dateable world. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome to our very last brunch talk for 2022. Happy holidays. Feeling the holiday spirit. (laughs) Yes. Eating all the good holiday brunches. Love holidays. Yeah, I feel like brunch should be more integrated into holidays. Yeah. I feel like it's not as much as it should be. How do we start the trend? Right, because holiday dinners don't make sense. You don't want to eat that much for dinner. No. It's not healthy. And it starts all day, especially when there's gift giving. You want to do that ASAP. Yes, yes. So you start at brunch, you eat your face off during brunch, and then you burn it off by doing all the gift unwrapping. I like this idea. I thought you were going to say like cardio at night, but gift unwrapping is cardio in its own right. That is cardio (laughs) or some sort of strength training. And then everybody can get together and do a group dance or a flash mob. And then you won't be full because you ate brunch. It's perfect. Yeah, we're doing it all backwards. I'm so glad we got this figured out in two minutes. We're geniuses. (laughs) Changing holidays, changing your dating life one day at a time. You're welcome, everyone. You're welcome. I do love holiday specialties, you know, the stuff that's just only available around the holidays. It's like pumpkins just magically appear come (laughs) end of October. Peppermint bark is one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah, yes. Yes. It's the best. It's hard on your teeth, though. Mm. For me, who has very weak teeth, I have to hammer them into little pieces. Oh, no. Yeah. I can't just like straight up bite into them. You could just like suck on it for a really long time. That's just so weird because those barks are, they're kind of sharp. They would enjoy it longer. There you go. Julie's answer to things, just suck on it longer. I know. I was like, as soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, this sounds terrible. Uh (laughs) (laughs) We're going to suck on this question. Yes. (laughs) 
The question we're going to suck on is, <laughs> how do I go from being likable to being lovable? Okay, for more context, longtime listener, first time caller, I'm hoping you might be able to help me out with a question. I live in a great city for dating and lately I've been going out on many dates, but I have trouble getting past the second date. When I get feedback as opposed to ghosting, the women say they enjoy spending time with me, but they don't feel a romantic connection. Is there something I could do differently to create that connection? Or is this a polite way of saying they're not attracted to me? It's the missing romantic connection conundrum. And sometimes people use that as an excuse for just all kinds of reasons. Maybe it's just lack of attraction, lack of chemistry, lack of interest. Maybe they're getting into something or getting out of something. You never know. But if you're getting this response more than often, then the answer to that is ask why. I think we tend to just take these answers at face value and we can interpret it however we want. But I would love to know, can you explain that a little bit more? Because I did really enjoy my time with you. Can you explain what was the connection that was missing? Most people probably can't articulate too much more beyond that, but maybe they can just say, I just feel like the chemistry wasn't there or I'm actually like getting out of something and I just need to process that. The more feedback we can ask for, the more we can learn from our dating experiences. First of all, I agree 100% with everything you said, but I don't think the question is, are you lovable? You are lovable. Mm. That actually isn't yeah. something that we could even gleam from early dating. And I never want a listener to walk away asking if they're lovable because we know you are. Yeah. If you have friends and family and other people out there that love you, you are indeed lovable. I actually think some of the most lovable people aren't given the fairest of chances in dating because a lot of times they're growers, not showers. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter, but you know what I mean. Yes. And a lot it on takes that. time. <laughs> Suck on that. It takes time to see the loving side of someone. And, you know, on dates, especially early dating, first dates, we're not even assessing if someone's lovable. So I want people to put that aside for first things first. Mm -hmm. Second, the question really is about that elusive chemistry and attraction. Mm -hmm. And I agree with what you said, UA, like sometimes when people say, oh, I just wasn't feeling the chemistry or I wasn't attracted, we kind of stop there and we don't ask anything more. It's like we shut down when we hear that answer. And look, not everyone's going to be attracted to you and you're not going to be attracted to everyone. What I would love for this person to do is really assess, am I showing my true self on dates? Because a lot of times when we get this no chemistry or no attraction, it's because we're holding back in some way. We're so dying for that person to say yes. And I can hear it in this question of just, you know, it's hard to go on date after date and continuously dread getting this message. And I can sense almost like, a holding back of this is who I am. How do you show that lovable side that other people see? That's what is going to help you set you apart. It's like the being in the friend zone, you know, it's being mm -hmm. friend zoned. It's that same issue is sometimes when we're so held back by our limiting beliefs, our fears, then we follow this formula of what we think we should be like on a date. Yeah. And as a result, we become robotic. We are not showing our true layers that we have. And also we just stop having fun on these dates. They become yes. 
very serious and maybe you think you're doing all the right things. You probably are. I'm gathering this person is probably doing all the right things, being communicative. But at the core of human connection is that connection piece. (laughs) And the connection doesn't come from doing all the right things. It comes from revealing your true character. So one trick or a tip that you can take away from this is maybe do something very different for these dates. I think we get in this zone of that we always go on dates that are like a drink and this or dinner and, and a walk. And then it's, it's our comfort zone. What if you took yourself out of your own comfort zone and you say, let's go explore this new neighborhood. I heard there's a great spot there. It'll take you out of that, what you're normally used to, mm-hmm. and then hopefully bring out just a different side of you because you're exploring something new. I really like that because I think showing the curiosity, showing your adventurous side, that's going to spark attraction. But also, how much are you listening to this person? Ultimately, oh, yes. people want to feel seen and heard. That is, yes. you know, we always say the most interesting person in the room is yourself. People like to hear themselves talk and not to say that you should be with someone that is giving you a monologue and you're never responding back. But so often when we're nervous about dates or really thinking about like how we coming across, we're not listening because we're just planning what we ask next. And we see a lot of daters fall into this trap is that they feel like they're actually planning ahead and coming prepared by having all these conversation starters. Mm -hmm. But it feels overly forced when you're having a conversation and then all of a sudden you move the conversation another direction. So what I would say is, can you take a little more objective inventory on how you're showing up on dates? And it is hard when you're the one there, but being a little more aware of how you're coming off or asking these people more questions, they may or may not share it with you, but it doesn't hurt to help. And then also stepping back at the end, maybe it could even just be like, what did we talk about on this date? Did I enjoy myself around? them? Did it come off like they enjoyed themselves around me? Did they feel comfortable? Did I feel comfortable? Just a little bit of reflection Mm post-date can help you see where maybe some of the stuff is coming up short. Yeah. And we don't do that. We just go, go, go. And then we get this feedback and then makes us disappointed. And then we just keep go, go, go again. It's almost like you have to take a step back if this keeps happening to you and just reevaluate your experiences. I often think back on the dates I've been on where I felt the most connection. And I can pinpoint it to one thing that makes these dates different. I've been on so many dates where you can have hours and hours of conversation about everything else but you and the other person. Yeah. You can talk about politics and sports and the meaning of life and past traumas. But you talk about all the deep shit except for what you're experiencing in the moment. But the dates I've been on where I felt so much connection is when someone says, are you having a good time? Yeah. How are you feeling right now? You are just radiant tonight. I'm feeling this energy about you. What are you feeling about us? Like talk about the us. That is what creates a romantic connection. Not all the other shit that you can talk about with anybody else. That moment is about you and the other person. You even said that a couple weeks back on Brunch Talk, talking about your long relationship when Mm -hmm. we did the Brunch Talk about when to say I love you. And you said the reason was that we talked about everything else going on and we did not look inward to each other and really really want to know at the core of what was going on for one another. And that is connection. That is intimacy. 
Even vulnerability, we hear this word widely misused and thrown around, and sometimes it feels like it's just sharing past trauma. Nope. But a lot of times it's putting your heart on the line, even just saying, I'm having a really good time, or I really want to get to know you better, like putting it out there. And I would also ask you, how are you doing that? We're not saying that you necessarily have to be super aggressive if that's not your nature in terms of, you know, making the move kissing wise or whatnot. But I remember, you know, like when I met my partner, He sent me one text that distinguished, did he feel connected to me on a friend level or Mm. a romantic level? Because I met him in COVID. We weren't even kissing wasn't top of mind at that stage because of the time that we were in. I wasn't looking for it, but I walked away being like, that was really fun. Like we bonded, we hung out, but was that romantic? I couldn't tell. Mm -hmm. We didn't kiss. We didn't touch hands, like nothing. And then he sent me a text at the end just saying like how good a time he had and that I looked really beautiful like that night. But like that little thing was like, oh, okay. Okay. I'm into this. Bring it back. Exactly. So you got to find what works for you. For my partner, it might have been too much to like go for the kiss or go for the hand touch or even say that out loud in person, but he found Mm -hmm. a way to do it. And that's what I would recommend for this person is how can you show your interest? How do you really be vulnerable and put yourself out there in a way that's comfortable for you. I love that he brought it back to you because, you know, we go on these dates all the time where for friends say this, oh, my God, I really got to know her. She said she's looking for a relationship and that she takes things slow in the beginning and that she really only dates one person at a time. People talk in circles about everything else. And then I ask, did you talk about you two? (laughs) How are you two feeling? And my guy friend was like, oh, no, we didn't talk about us at all. We avoided that. But I inferred this is what she's talking about is us. I'm like, no, bring it back. Bring it yeah. back to the person. If you're asking about your past relationships, which we all do sometimes on these dates, then bring it back to how do you feel about us? Yeah. How do you feel about us in this moment? I know it's early, but I definitely see you as someone I can connect with and keep seeing. How do you feel? Wow. Okay. Now I feel like we're present in this moment. I love that. I want to go into that more of how you actually do it. Mm. But before we do, let's take a moment for a quick break. This episode is sponsored by Via. We all know there are things that can help set the mood in the bedroom, but did you know a little THC could also do that? Yes, Via has developed a unique blend of pleasure-enhancing cannabinoids, libido-strengthening herbs, and a low dose of THC all into one mind-blowing gummy called High Love. This gummy, wow, it will awaken your senses, increase blood flow, and intensify any sexual experience. I've been pleasantly surprised by the High Love gummies because it is just the right amount of THC for me to have a good time without feeling sleepy. And hey, if THC is not your thing, Via also offers a wide array of other gummies without it. And everything legally ships in 50 states with discreet packaging directly to your door. So if you're over 21, you can get 15% off and a free pack of award-winning Dreams THC plus CBN sleep gummies with our exclusive code DATEABLE at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P.com. Let the gummies work their magic. Head 
to viahemp.com and use a code DATABLE to receive 15% off and one free sample of their sleepy dream gummies. That's viahemp.com and use a code D-A-T-E-A-B-L-E at checkout. Take your passion and pleasure to a whole new level with high love from Via Hemp. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. We are so excited to share with you our new podcast, Exit Interview. Dates don't usually end with a satisfaction survey, and yet we rate everything in our lives, from Uber drivers to local coffee shops. So why don't we do the same thing when dating? We're here to conduct the ultimate romance review, featuring daters hungry for love who have agreed to call up old flames to gather honest feedback. Welcome to Exit Interview. He upgraded himself to business class while I was in economy. <laughs> Wait, wow. What? There's feedback that will make you cringe. She could be a little bit hard-headed, like not reading the writing on the wall. And feedback that will make you swoon. When she said that she had feelings for you. I had no idea. Really? <laughs> and maybe you'll learn a thing or two yourself about how you can be a better dater, lover, or partner. Obviously, like, you know, I was going to learn something. I didn't expect this. Welcome to Exit Interview. Listen to Exit Interview on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I feel like this is really good advice and feedback for people, but I can hear our listener that wrote Mm -hmm. in and maybe others saying, well, I'm not comfortable to do that. That feels daunting to me. What do you do then? Like, how do you build that chemistry? How do you build that attraction? Or do you just find someone on the same page as you of what that level of initiation means? It is scary because you are putting your heart on the line. But I also think about it as you driving your car. This is your car of life. And so if you're in the passenger seat, shouldn't you be steering the direction versus being afraid to follow a map or something. You're like, I don't know. I don't know if I should follow where this conversation is going. You steer the way of the conversation. So in those moments of fear, you just have to ask, what do I want to get out of this conversation? If I went home right now, what is a takeaway I must have? And if the takeaway is I must know how this other person feels right now about me, about us, I must ask. That is my only way of getting that, right? I don't want to leave this date wondering if they had a good time. I'm going to tell them I had a great time. I think that's so important. And it puts you in the driver's seat too, when you're not just waiting to see if someone likes you. Do you even like them? Yeah. That's important to keep in mind. And then that makes you more curious because it's like when you go to a job, 
job interview and you're just like, I'll take the job. I don't even care what it is. Just tell me what's involved versus you're asking questions. It comes off that you're interested, but maybe you have other options. They don't really know. That's the stuff that builds intrigue. Not saying you should play games necessarily, but being curious is a very attractive trait for people. And we said earlier, people want to talk about themselves. They want to share their own journeys and where they've gone and not just do the date talk and the superficialness. And I'd rather someone show a quirky side or an eccentric side or even like a weird hobby you have. And if you're saying, well, I don't have any of this, you don't need to force it either. But we do see that people just hold back so much Mm -hmm. because you want everyone to like you. It's almost better to have less people like you and have that one person that's like, oh, yeah, I am really into what's going on here. And I do want to pursue this further. You can be likable to 90% of the people, 99% actually, only 1% needs to see you as lovable. That's it. Yes, absolutely. You're not trying to win a popularity contest. You're just trying to find a connection. And I understand also in this question is, I feel like this person's playing the nice guy. Any of us have played the nice guy, the nice girl. You don't want to rock the boat. You're just being agreeable. And you're like, I'm doing all the right things. I'm saying all the right things. I'm being agreeable. But connection comes sometimes from conflict and it's not conflict in like a fight. Yeah, Conflict could come in, for example, I've actually seen this happen on a date. Oh, what are you currently up to? She says, I'm in school. I'm finishing up my last semester, getting my master's degree, and it's a lot of work. And the response is, that's great. That sounds very exciting. Tell me more about your school. Okay, flip that and say, am I being the nice guy here? Or what is the information I want to know? The information I would be dying to know is, that's awesome to hear. Good for you. Do you have time for a relationship? I want to know that. I would say I love spending time with the person I'm seeing. I love quality time. That's one of my love languages. Would you be able to carve out time for that? Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Let's get there. Let's dig into that. Or even asking like what compelled them to do this and why they're doing it. The why. Because I remember I'm thinking back to my first date with my partner and I told him about the podcast. I was scared to tell him about it because I got in some weird reactions from some people or in my head I thought that. And when I told him, he's like, that's so cool and like asked a bunch of follow-up questions and I'm like, oh, this person gets me. People just want to feel like you get them at the end of the day. And you also want someone that gets you. It shouldn't just be, oh, you get them. Let's keep going. Like it should be a two way street that you're just as selective as this person selecting you. Yeah. But how do you really dig into what they're saying and not just say, okay, that's cool or that's nice. Move on to another topic because I have my list of things I want to hit on this date. It's much more fluid. I think we all need to just think about how do we interact with people in a way that builds that connection. Like with friends, you don't like come in with date questions. That's just not the way it works. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a good test for you is after a date and you went to your friends to describe the person you went on a date with, how would you describe them? Because time and time again, Julie and I have been in the situation where someone's like, oh, the person I went in on a date with felt like there was no chemistry. And we asked, how was the date? And they're like, well, he went to this school. He has this job. His family's like this. He has two brothers. He lives. And you're like, anything else beyond just resume? resume, like Google search of this person. What if you were able to find out that his values are his family? He really prioritizes family. He has a brother who's overseas and it's causing friction in him, whether he wants to spend time overseas or not. Like that is depth. 
that I feel like is connection. And I can't find that stuff just by Googling someone. Right. And if you have the same date with every single person and they're interchangeable, (laughs) then you're not going to have chemistry. That's for sure. And I remember some of the best dates I went on, like with the British guy that I dated that ended up having to leave the country. Mm -hmm. Our first date for probably like the first hour, we talked about like pranks that we pulled on people. Mm -hmm. It's not what you would expect first meeting someone, but it was, I saw his sense of humor. He saw my sense of humor. Yeah. We had more playful banter. Like that stuff was very attractive. And then we got into the date questions that a lot of them we already knew from the profile too, but even more specific. So it wasn't that the conversation couldn't go there. It absolutely can. But how does it not feel like every last date so cookie cutter? Yes. There's no way to do it attraction if it feels like the last date they went on. And I like that when you describe that date with the British man, you didn't say anything about what what you did, the activities. No. Drives me crazy oh when God, people yes. focus so much on the activities. Oh, we went to the museum and then we got ice cream no. and then we sat at the park. You're like, I don't care. I don't care about any of that. You can do any of those activities anytime. But what is special about this person? We see this with dating profiles, especially at our 22 day dating app challenge. People will have this like beautiful landscape in their photo and like yeah. this tiny image of them in the Quarter. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, that's cool. But now you've been completely overshadowed by this beautiful yeah. image. I feel like it's the same situation when you go on a really cool date activity. We've heard people say, oh, yeah, we went mini golfing. and All they talk about is the mini golf experience. Right. What right. about the person that was there? Yes. You don't want to get overshadowed. I know we started this, like, don't just do the drinking dinner, the same old date. It doesn't need to be crazy. Like, it just needs to be something that you two can have conversation with. If the dinner drink date is a good time for you to sit down, drink is good because it's like a short period. Yeah. And the atmosphere is usually conducive for chemistry. Maybe that's another question. Maybe you're doing all day dates and going at night could just add a little, yeah. little sexiness into the vibe. Like yes. maybe your location is the problem or you're going to a dive bar. Can you step it up a little? Go somewhere that has a little bit more flair to it. I know this sounds like a little contradictory because we're talking about like the environment not overshadowing, but I think the environment still does play into it. It just can't take away from the entire date. Well, I was actually going to say Make sure the environment is conducive to a conversation. Yes. Don't do movie. I mean, we've said this time and time again. Stop doing movie dates. You cannot converse during a movie. Don't go to a very noisy bar because then when you get out of that date, where are you going to talk about? How noisy that fucking bar was. Right. Go scope it out. See if it's quiet enough. It has the right lighting and ambiance. It doesn't matter what kind of drinks they serve or what kind of people show up this place. Just make sure it's conducive to good conversation. I think that's first and foremost. Could you two sit down? Could you be comfortable? Like I went to a bar once on a date and there were no seats and we stood the entire time. And I'm like, this is not a way to have a conversation. Yeah. Can you sit down? Can you sit side by side? I think there's actually even studies too. Sitting side by side makes people less nervous than face to face. And also, especially if you do want to do a light touch or, you know, hold hands or something. It sounds so weird. Light touch. But, you know, like the universal symbol that you're into 
to the person. I think it's funny because we thought that would go away with COVID, but it 100% hasn't gone away. People oh, still no. do that. No. That's what you need to give these signs also so someone knows where they stand and the environment setting yourself up. It's so awkward if you two were sitting across from each other at a dinner table to like reach over and touch them versus if you're sitting side <laughs> by side, you could kind of like just briskly rub up against each other. It sounds oh, so creepy. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. We're sucking on it and the growers and showers. Now we're What is happening right now? Now we're rubbing up against them. Julie, do you need a do you need a break? <laughs> it's been a long holiday season. <laughs> Julie's telling us something. (laughs) Subconsciously, all this stuff is coming up. (laughs) Anyways, I think we did this conversation well. Yeah. Hopefully there's a lot of food for thought. How are you showing up? What setting are you in? How are you conversing with this person? These are all things to think about. What are more signs you can give? Again, depending on your comfort level, you decide what that is. It could be as simple as the text. Or even better, in person, you do something that indicates interest. Yeah. Indicators of interest. IOIs, that was from the game. But it still holds true, even if it's not a super weird, creepy way to do it. Just people need an indicator that there's something there. Yes, they do. Thank you for this question. Again, always a great question. And we love getting these in for everybody. Send in your questions. You can email us hello at datablepodcast.com or you can tag us or DM us on Instagram at datablepodcast. We check all the emails, all the DMs, all the tags. (laughs) We promise you we will try to answer all of your burning questions. And you are lovable. Don't forget that. Hell yeah, you are. So you already went from likable to lovable to dateable. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So first and foremost, you're very dateable and then you're lovable. So don't worry about it. You're good. Thank you for everyone that sent in Brunch Talk topics. We look forward to more in 2023. We'll see you in the new year. We're going to be taking a quick break in the off season. But once season 16 starts again, we'll be back with Brunch Talk. So happy new year and we'll see you in 2023. Bye. The Dateable Podcast is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Want to continue the conversation? First, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter with the handle at Datable Podcast. Tag us in any post with the hashtag Stay Datable and trust us, we look at all those posts. Then head over to our website, datablepodcast.com. There you'll find all the episodes as well as articles, videos, and our coaching service with vetted industry experts. You can also find our premium Y series where we dissect, analyze, and offer solutions to some of the most common dating conundrums. We're also downloadable for free on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Overcast, Stitcher Radio, and other podcast platforms. Your feedback is valuable to us, so don't forget to leave us a review. And most importantly, remember to stay dateable. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.